0: Welcome back to Tequila She Wrote,
1: a podcast about cocktails and true crime.
0: I'm Sloane, your bartender for today.
1: And I'm Trish, your crime tender.
0: And today we're going to bring you the story of Julian Bushwald and Carolyn Watson. This is going to be a kidnapping case that I am not familiar with in the least. So let's get to it. To another bartending round with sloan today we're making a shot this one it tastes really good but i like i'm questionable on the name of it so i made it for trish and at first she was like this tastes like a twix and then she was like this tastes like a whatchamacallit and i was like what do you mean whatchamacallit and she goes no i mean the whatchamacallit the candy bar and i was like oh i know what you're talking about Yes, that's what that kind of tastes like. It's not like, because the whatchamacallit is very peanutty and caramel and it has a very like light chocolate taste to it. This shot doesn't have chocolate to it, but like honestly. You get
1: the essence of like a chocolate
0: though. Because it's very sweet. So like it still tastes like a whatchamacallit. I 1000% agree with this. If you added a chocolate liqueur, it would be a twist. Yes. So what I did was I took equal parts. And for each of our shots, I did half an ounce of each. So a half ounce of screwball, a half ounce of caramel vodka, and then a half half ounce of Irish cream. Shake that with ice, pour it into your shot glass, and enjoy. That's all I did.
1: It was really good. It was definitely like. A sweet, like, dessert shot, but definitely recommend. And if you do happen to get like some sort of chocolate liqueur or whatnot to throw in there, let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, we do have the like white cocoa, the Godiva,
1: the Godiva, one. Godiva,
0: once again. I'm- I'm an uneducated Mississippi kid. <laughs> but the Godiva, we have the white chocolate one. And we got that last winter. So, like, this winter, I kind of wanted to get the chocolate one. I think if you put that in with this, it would definitely you make either it. either the Twix or I think a Reese's. Reese's.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. For sure. If you wanted Reese's, you could honestly, like, forget the caramel altogether and just use the screwball and the, like, chocolate. Oh, yeah. Because the caramel would be good. But it would just, like, sweeten it's it up. It's Yeah, like a Reese's does not have caramel in it. But I digress. We digress. This is the Whatchamacallit shot. Equal part screwball, caramel vodka, Irish cream, your choice, Bailey's, Carolyn's, whatever you prefer. Shake it with ice. Pour it in a shot glass. The first time I made this, honestly, I made it as a, like, cocktail drink to get me through the Mississippi Burning movie for the <laughs> last episode. Um, it lasted me about thirty minutes in, <laughs> but I literally just went like glug 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 glug, and I made myself a little like dessert cocktail to yeah. help with the burning of that movie because it was a rough ride. Yes,
1: but this this case is going to be a lot um, quicker. Quicker and it's not like it's just one that you're like,
0: wait, what? Yes. I feel like usually I'm the one that throws in the bullshit cases, but Trish assures me that this time she's coming in with the bullshit. It's fun.
1: It's fun. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get to the episode. Alright, so like we said, this is the Julian Bushwald and Carolyn Watson case. I think I'm saying those names right. If I'm not, I do apologize. But this one, we are going an oceans away and going to Australia. So that's probably why you're not very familiar with it, Slim. But you definitely are going to want to drink for this because this case is definitely full of twists and turns.
0: I have my shots ready.
1: (laughs) So, in May of 2008, Julian Bushwald, who was 22, invited his 17-year-old girlfriend, Carolyn Watson, on a picnic date in the Australian countryside. The two were avid churchgoers and had been dating for two years. Both had decided they would wait till marriage to engage in sexual activity. If that's the way you want to go, that's, that's completely your choice. They did plan to marry, and Julian was actually building a house near Gripsland. I don't know where exactly that is, um, but they had plans to basically live together and everything, so they were leading to the marriage route. There was a disagreement on when the two would get married though. Julian wanted to marry as soon as possible, where Carolyn, who was just turning 18, wanted to finish high school first. Can definitely agree. You should probably finish high school before you get married. Also, I feel like you're still a child. You don't know what like the real world is. Maybe you should like wait. <laughs> But I digress. Speaking to their pastor about um, the different, like, viewpoints that they had, they decided they were going to break up for a month. They did get back together, and there remained the tension between them about, like, marriage and, like, when it would all happen. And then that brings us to our planned picnic. On the way to the picnic spot, Julian stopped because he spotted an animal on the side of the road and decided to stop and check it out. While outside a... I'm probably gonna say the name wrong, but I think it's pronounced balaclava. It's um, a type of mask, like if you're American, Or, I mean, even if you're not pricing them, just think, like, the Proud Boys. Like, the, like, you cover, like, pretty much Mm -hmm. your, like, any discerning features besides, like, your eyes. Like, it's not quite a hijab, but, like, it's almost, like, that type of cut. Yeah. So, this masked man came in the car and blindfolded and tied up Carolyn. He then stripped her of her clothing using a knife and threw her in the trunk before he drove off. After driving for a while, the car suddenly stopped in the Alpine National Park. Carolyn feared she would be raped and said she heard what sounded like digging and thought she was going to be buried alive. Next thing she knew, her... Blindfold was being removed by a naked Julian. Julian claimed they had been abducted by a satanic cult that brought them to the wilderness and that he had broken free and was helping her to do the same thing. He told her that he had bravely fought two kidnappers until they smashed like his head in like with a metal rod which would explain, like, the bleeding. that he was suffering. They then stuffed him in the, like, in the, he says, the boot, which is the trunk. But here's my thing. She doesn't recall anybody else being put in the trunk with her. But she, he claims he was also shoved in, like, the trunk. And that, um... He was unconscious and vomiting blood. He urged her to grab what she could and run while shoving a sleeping bag in her arms. And the pair spent the next week roaming naked through the bush, which is like their way of saying the wilderness, with just a sleeping bag, a toothbrush that had been placed inside the sleeping bag, And half a pillowcase filled with, um, I think it's pronounced desiccated coconut. It's basically it's shredded coconut that's like finer than like shredded coconut and usually a lot drier. And Julian, while fleeing, managed to grab a knife, a shovel, and one jar each of peanut butter and tahini. So, I don't know about you, but something sounded fishy. (laughs) So, during this time, they slept together under the sleeping bag. Julian continuously pushed Carolyn to marry him and let them consummate their marriage and would justify it, saying it would help them survive and stay warm. And that, like, their marriage would be seen, like, as a true marriage in the eyes of God and whatnot. I'm like, all right, dude. Okay. During one of the proposals, Julian became angry and yelled at her for refusing to have sex. After Julian somehow managed to, like, after, like, this, Julian somehow manages to recover Some of their stolen clothing. I mean, it's just miraculous that he was able to find this after they drove how far away. Yeah.
0: Suspicious.
1: So, they get some clothing and that and they're wandering. And finally, they're spotted by a farmer who called police and the couple were rescued. Speaking with police, Julian told them the same story he told his girlfriend, and they believed him. A letter had been found at Carolyn's parents' home with like, what police believed to be satanic markings on it, which is why they believed Julian. Mm-hmm. Police <laughs> then began to basically have their suspicions, as they should... And they questioned Julian again about the events of that day, and wouldn't you know, Julian cracked. He admitted to making up the satanic <laughs> he admitted to making up the satanic cult, and told police what really happened. Julian admitted to staging the whole thing. He kidnapped his girlfriend in an effort to convince her to marry him. And put the celibacy stuff behind them once and for all. You sound like a fucking amazing guy. What a catch. God. It, I just. I, ugh, I can't stand people think like we owe them something. And it's like he almost was like eh, I put up with you for two years. Just fucking give it up. No. From what it sounds like you entered this relationship knowing and you just got tired of waiting. During the kidnapping, to make his story seem real to Carolyn, he cut off his clothes and he laid laid down two meters away. He called out in a weak voice pretending he was also a victim of the kidnapping before he untied her. When he dumped the car, he scratched his head and left the blood there to help further convince her of the story. Julian was found guilty of kidnapping and making a false report. He was given bail. While out on bail, he missed the scheduled court appearance for sentencing. Even in his absence... The judge sentenced him to seven years and nine months in jail. And police soon discovered the reason for his missed court appearance was the fact that Julian had fled the country to Singapore. So, Julian is originally a like. His family is from Germany. He is always known Australia like as his home, but technically he is a German immigrant. So he has blonde hair and blue eyes, and he fled to Singapore.
0: <coughs> You're really sneaking in there. Yeah.
1: He was arrested in Singapore on the day he was to be sentenced under the guise of an Indian man. And was brought back to Australia. So you're probably wondering what you mean under the guise of an Indian man. He
0: had no. You mean to tell me a white man tried to get away with a crime, right? He had tanned himself to give himself a darker
1: complexion,
0: and dyed his hair black. (laughs) Yes, that that is all it takes to take on another culture. Yes. I'm just like. Sounds like a white man colonizing.
1: Right? I'm just like, oh my gosh. So it was found that Julian had used a fake Indian passport, dyed his hair, and darkened his eyebrows in an attempt to evade police. And he was able to make it out of Australia because customs was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, immediately getting to Singapore,
0: they went. What the fuck? No. (laughs) Does that sound like Australia to you these days? Yeah. Remember when your sister (laughs) had to come here?
1: Yeah, my sister came, like, at, like, kind of the end of, like, travel restrictions, but, like,
0: it was still, like, a big deal. If you're a long-time listener, it was whenever uh, Trish got COVID.
1: Yeah. So she had to pay like $300 for herself and $300 for my nephew to get like rapid COVID tests to prove that they didn't have it to fly out of Australia just to come here. And then when they were going back, they had to also prove that they didn't have COVID. And then I think even though they were australian citizens they also still had to like quarantine for like but like they had to like basically take like tests once they landed and then they were told to go back to their place and not leave
0: i know new zealand had people quarantine quarantining for like two weeks yeah so that makes sense
1: but yeah it was just it was just And then I caught COVID and I was like, oh shit.
0: Literally the day the day before she was supposed to see them. Anyways, but does that sound like the same Australian no, <laughs> security? Yeah,
1: <not laughs> true. So Julian, like I said, got like basically stopped right away in Singapore. Shocker. He didn't look anything like his passport, (laughs) go figure, his fake Indian passport that he had used, (laughs) so his plan, according to his counsel, was to go to Germany, where he had family, and the judge, which was Judge Smallwood, who was listening to why he missed his sentence, didn't believe he had just stumbled upon this This Indian passport and like instead he was seeking it out which is committing a serious offense and he was given six months on top of his already current sentence that he had been sentenced while he missed his trial. So Julian attempted to appeal his sentence but had like it has failed (laughs) In the Court of Appeals and the High Court, which I think, I don't know exactly how Australian courts work, but I think it's somewhat similar to, like, ours, where you have, like, your state level, and then you have your, like, appeals court, and then if you, like, win there, then you can go to the Supreme. I don't know. So...
0: I mean, it makes sense, because we all know that Australia was colonized by England, and we all know that America was made from people that left England, so, I mean, it kind of makes sense that our court systems,
1: but... All I know is he lost two different, like, appeals cases, Um, and one of the justices said he chose to perpetuate the terrifying charade for his own perverse gratification. So, clearly the judges that are hearing this case have no sympathy for him, as they should. Um, the case has brought up some questions with the Australian justice system. It brings into question the policy of ejecting foreigners who fail a character test. But again, remember, he's like all but an Australian citizen. Like he has only ever known Australia. The only thing is he wasn't technically born here he was brought over as a baby. His sister, on the other hand, was born in Australia, so she's technically considered an Australian citizen. Um, so the, like, character test and, like, practice of, like, ejecting foreigners is mainly used on non-Australian terrorists, drug dealers, and violent gang members with more than a thousand suspects. Like they've already been
0: listed to like kind of boot out of the country, which is really funny whenever you consider Australian. I was to say, Australia history. was
1: technically like where England would send like their like criminals to go, and like basically fend for them. Not at
0: all saying. Not at all saying that's how it still is. I'm just no, saying but it's, like, it's
1: just so funny that literally like someone that's like. Like that's your kind of background in a way for like why, you know, all the white men in that are there. And then like they you have people committing crimes and you're like, let's boom back to their own (laughs) country. So it is kind of funny people get that way. Like I said, Julian, though he'd been living there since he was one, had my like his family had migrated from Germany. And he had never taken citizenship, even though all he has ever known in Australia. So, like, there's a whole thing of, like, if he had applied, like, yes, he probably would have gotten it. And then, like, this whole, like, situation probably would have been, like, way different and whatnot. I did see one article, but I couldn't find, like, multiple ones confirming this. But according to one article, it said that Julian has since been shipped off to Germany. Now this man speaks only English. He doesn't speak German. Apparently his family never spoke in German. I think they wanted to try to, like, I don't want to say, like, wash that bit away from him, but they didn't think they would ever be returning for any reason, so they didn't teach him German. But I said It says, he speaks English, he has no German friends, and there's basically, like, no job prospects for him. Like, the ones that are there are very minimal. So, like, he pretty much ruined his life to get a girl to sleep with him. Gee, I don't know any man like
0: that. None.
1: Oh, God. That's, That's something nice. stuck in my throat there. That's me. Oh, nice. But <laughs> that is my case. Like I said, I knew it wasn't gonna be a super long one, but it's
0: if it's just one that like I as I was reading, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? We kinda needed that after Friday's case, to be honest. Yeah. But it is it's a fun
1: one, and it was just, like, it was one that I was reading. I was just like, you, you, you made up a fake kidnapping by a satanic cult in the hopes of getting your girlfriend to, like, marry you under false pretenses and sleep with you. I'm like, and, and people wonder why we, we don't want to
0: be dating in this time. Like, what? (laughs) I always think, thank God I'm married. (laughs) But then also people ask me that, like, if I were to leave my husband, what kind of man would I go for? And the question is, I wouldn't go for a man. I'd either be by myself or I'd be with a woman. (laughs) Fuck this heterosexual relationship bullshit.
1: I'm just like oh my gosh like literally I'm like why am I single and then like I'll like shit like this pops up and I'll be like that's, that's why I'm why. single. That's why I'm single. But <laughs> that is our case. We'll ship you off to our last call. I don't know what Slum's got planned for us but we'll see if it's something funny or if it's a I'm hoping it's something funny. You'll to keep, find
0: out to when keep we keep get our, there. Uh, to keep our uh, less heavy episode going. <laughs> You'll find out when we get there. We'll see you there. Welcome back to another Last Call with Sloan. Today we're going to talk about another favorite Disney Channel Halloween movie. Do you want to guess which one? Um, Halloween,
1: Disney. I, I'm gonna say probably Halloween Town. Ah! Ding 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 I'm ding, like, ding. Disney. Ding. Halloween. We did Hocus Pocus, so it's gotta be Halloween Town. Because the only ding, other, ding. the only other like, I guess, Halloween witchy movie we really like is um, Practical
0: Magic. I wouldn't even say that's like a Disney Halloween movie, well, but, but I, agreed. But I'm not, but it's agreed. not a Disney. It's it's a Halloween movie. But agreed. But also, like, I really love Mom dated a vamp. Mom's dating a vampire, or like, see, that's getting into those old movies that these these youngins don't. These know. youngins don't know shit about. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Halloween Town, which is which is some shit that we all know about. All right. So, um Halloween Town first debuted on Disney Channel in 1998 and inspired 3 sequels. I will go out on the, the ledge and shoot me down if you want to, but the only one that needed to happen was the second one. I'll say
1: the second one is definitely the only one that really should have made cuz the third one's absolute trash.
0: I will say also cuz the Didn't third we one did even is, use the right No, girl? no, no, no because the third one is Halloween Town High right i think so third one is Halloween Town High and yes that does have marnie but then it's the fourth one
1: that's right that
0: does not have the real marnie in it but also i do generally like the storyline of that one because they go back in time and they see grandma and in, in like the old time i remember it and so i feel like if the original marnie had been in that one and they had foregone Halloween Town High, it would have been a great trilogy, but they fucked shit up. <laughs> so yeah. the film started as a project for NBC and the ending was originally supposed to be much darker.
1: I was gonna say wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a lot. It wasn't like obviously it wasn't supposed to be a Disney one, so it was supposed to be like a <laughs> lot like more sinister.
0: Yes, yes. But I I'm so thankful for the Halloween Town that we have today because I literally, like, I fall asleep to that movie. I know we have Disney Plus now, but, like, before Disney Plus was the thing, I've had Halloween Town. I bought it at a Blockbuster when they were going out of business, and then I bought it on Amazon. I was was like, it
1: was on Amazon Prime.
0: Yes. So, just from my childhood up until 31, forever thankful for Halloween Town only two of the leading actors appeared in all four films in the series and I want to say it's the brother and the grandmother I don't remember are the only two the movie did not have a large budget which if you've seen it you know that <laughs> like part of it is but definitely that's part of the- aesthetic Honestly, it's part of the charm okay That's what I was going to say. Like, you watch it now and you're like, oh, that's definitely 90s aesthetic. But even watching it, you're like, oh, that was not a large budget. But who gives a fuck? Because it is one of the greatest movies of all time. Fight me on it. The first installment of the Halloween Town franchise was presented to director Dwayne Dunham as a $20 million to $30 million project. But that turned into just $4 million for production. I still feel like I could do a shit ton with $4 million. I just can't pay my employees on that budget because people deserve to be paid a livable wage. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Dunham continued, our concept was great, but the scope was too much for us in our budget. So the trick was how do you keep the tone and the concept intact and pare it down to so we could afford this? Luckily, they made it work. The film was shot in a quick 24-day schedule with background actors doubling up and changing costumes to create the illusion of a busy town. I will say a lot of the costumes on there look low-grade budget, but I always low-key thought that it was just because it was made in the 90s. Just saying. Halloween Town was one of the first Disney Channel original movies ever made, but it almost aired on a different station, like I said earlier. So, in the same interview with Dunham, he said that Halloween Town was Disney Channel's second original movie in production after Brink. Oh,
1: gosh. Brink.
0: I knew she'd want to say something on that. But by the time the film was made, it was actually the fourth to be aired. Originally, the film was slated for NBC. But when the network passed on the Halloween-themed film, Disney Channel picked up the project. The, MC, the NBC version of the script was actually darker. I remember a general sequence where they were traveling at night through Halloween Town, and it just got really scary. Okay. I would love to see that version. Right?
1: But
0: then you would have Debbie Reynolds, <sighs> the Queen Debbie, to make the film more family-friendly and suitable for Disney Channel budget. Dunham told Bustle that they spent two straight weeks going through the script to rearrange it. So, Benny, the sassy skeleton. Uh,
1: Benny, I love Benny.
0: He was actually a robot. And I feel like we all knew that. And I'm sorry to, like, confirm. But facts. Benny, the taxi driver, wasn't an actor dressed as a skeleton, nor was his character completely digitized. Um, so during a 2016 interview, Kimberly J. Brown, Marnie, said that Benny was actually a robot. And I feel like we all knew that. Right. He hangs out the cart. Hey, 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 how you doing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she said, One specific memory I have from filming Halloween Town is of the character Benny. The actor dubbed his lines after filming, so we actually worked with a robot. <laughs> I'll always remember the err sound it made. <laughs> Was that a good impersonation? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, this is one of my favorite facts. And, Trish, you know I don't like to go to spooky places. But the real Halloween town where they shot the film is in Oregon. And they have Halloween Town Festivals every year. So, if you want to go, I'm down to go. The original Halloween Town was filmed in St. Helens, Oregon. And every year, the town celebrates the season by hosting the Spirit of Halloween Town Festival from mid-September through October 31st. So, um, right
1: now. Well, depending on where... Uh, that is, compared to Eugene, I'm, I... don't give a fuck. Let's go. I'm just saying, I have family that lives in Eugene, so it's a free place to stay.
0: I have Instagram followers. Anybody that listens, can we stay with you, please? <laughs> so, they kick off the festival every year with an annual lighting ceremony of the pumpkin. They have the real, like, they remake that pumpkin every year, and they light it up. And they say a special... They say the spell from the movie, and then the jack-o'-lantern is lit. Nice. I want to be there for the jack-o'-lantern being lit, and I'm going to stand there and hold hands with whoever's going to hold hands with me, and we're going to be witches, bitches. (laughs) The next funnest fact of them all. Grandma Aggie's house from the film is actually a bed and breakfast. (laughs) So you know where we're staying whenever we go. If festivals are not your scene, but you'd still like an experience of a taste of Halloween town in real life, one of the filming locations for Grandma Aggie's house is actually a bed and breakfast overlooking St. Helens. The quaint B&B is called Knob Hill River View, and fans can reserve a room online. Nice. So we know where we're staying. (laughs) And then... If you ever wanted to get me, like, a great birthday gift, but I'm sure it's expensive as fuck, Halloween Town is a real book. Nice. But only a few copies were made. Yeah. I will say, I don't know if you're going to
1: get to it, but uh, Kimberly uh, Brown and the guy that... um. Oh, what the- Malamar's son. Yes, Malamar's son actually just got engaged like this year.
0: Yes. Her, one of her first like TikTok debuts was her being like, I'm the girl from Halloween Town and this is my fiance. You might recognize him from Halloween Town. No, they were just dating at that point. They yes, were literally but my boyfriend. Yes. But we're here for it. They actually like, you know, they met on set. They separated for many years. They just recently became kept back in contact, fell in love. She was like,
1: they like, they just like, yeah, they met on set. There was nothing romantic there.
0: They they were like, arch nemesis, of course. There was nothing there. They
1: like went their separate ways. Then they like reunited and were friends and that. And then she was like sitting there, and I was always like having him over to, like, film content and stuff. And she goes, no. She's kind of like, I-, I-, I think I kind of like him. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was like, yeah, that's how it be sometimes. And now they're together and they're cute as can be. I'm yes. here for that relationship. But fans of the film might remember the Halloween Town picture book that Aggie brought Marnie the night she found out she was a witch in the original movie. In a video on her YouTube channel from July 2013, Marnie, the actor that plays Marnie, said the book was made exclusively for the film. That was a special book they did make for the movie. They had an artist draw all of the pictures for it. They gave them a photograph of her before they started shooting so they could draw her into it, onto the broom. And she said she has a copy of the book, but only a few were made and they were never released to public. So, I know that would be an expensive-ass gift. Right. But, I think I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> she also got to keep a few other props from the film. So, in addition to the book, she said that she also kept the Bat Puppet from Calabar's, Calabar, not Malabar, my bad earlier, Calabar's desk in the first movie. The thing that looked like the uh, yeah
1: Furby, yeah. Yeah, that thing. <sighs>
0: Like an evil Ooh, furry. nightmares. Marnie's miniature broom prop from the second movie and a few costume costumes from throughout the series. I would be keeping all the costumes. I would keep all of them. I would keep the freaking broom from the first movie, from the second movie. Like, <laughs> I'd be all over all that shit. I did not know that Halloween Town was actually filmed in the summer. It makes sense. It does... It does. So, fall might mean pumpkin spice lattes, cozy sweaters, and watching reruns of Halloween Town for the rest of us. But when they were filming, it was common to find a lot, a lot of the actors undressed on set. So, like, I can see them without their shirts on, but okay. have the mask on, or like the mask hanging off to the side, and like, just think of the werewolf right. <laughs> from oh the my beauty God, salon. The ghost from the
1: gym. It's just, it's funny because like have also like, what? And I'm like, you understand, like, you have to film these things. You have to edit them. You might Mm -hmm. have to do some reshoots and that. So, like, you can't just, like.
0: And that's why for me, I think that they would have filmed in the spring to give them several months of editing, especially considering all of the, like, extra stuff that they did at that point in time with the flying brooms and stuff like that.
1: But also, you got to think it was originally supposed to be by a different, um, like, whole, like, station. Then, so. In B.C. So, it could be that it was, like, finally picked up and they are like, all right, let's do this. And it just happened that everything aligned in the summer.
0: Yeah. So, next fun fact is Brown, Marnie, had to dodge real fire in the hair salon scene. With the hairdryer. Yeah, you, you don't pay me enough for that. <laughs> no. So Brown shared that she actually had to handle fire during the hair salon scene. <laughs> Meanwhile, <so it's> there. <laughs> I, am me I am the pyromaniac. I am the pyromaniac. She said, I actually had to stand with a hair dryer and real flames coming out of it. And it was very <laughs> hot. And once again, Trish would have been like, you don't pay me enough for this. Me being like, add some fuel, bitches! (laughs) What can I burn? (laughs) Show me where the s'mores are! (laughs) Uh, The actor who played Calabar lost his voice shooting one of the scenes. Good, because you're an evil son of a bitch. I don't uh, know if I've ever seen him act in anything else, but like, he is an evil son of a bitch. I feel like Look it up while I talk. Robin Thomas, who played Calabar, said that he lost his voice filming the scene where his character yells from the balcony of City Hall. Yeah, I bet the fuck you do, bitch. That's whenever he's standing up there there being like, You don't deserve me. I tried to date you in middle school and you wouldn't date me, so fuck you. Bro, white man syndrome. He said, I remember that they didn't put a body mic on me. I was having to project my voice down. There were fans. I was 150 feet or so from the camera. That was very challenging, and I blew my pipes out. That's what he said. (laughs) The actor who played Cal in Halloween Town 2 improvised his first spell, a.k.a. Marnie's fiance. Most of the spells you'll hear through the movies were scripted, but actor Daniel Counts, who plays Calabar's son, had to come up with a spell on spot during his first scene. He told MTV News in 2016 that the script read, Cal says spell and walks through Porter. (laughs) Could you
1: imagine? You'd be like,
0: um. Bippity boppity boo. (laughs) (laughs) But he'd interpreted that to mean someone would fill in the blank when the time came. When director Mary Lambert asked whether he had his spell prepared just minutes before shooting, Counts lied and said he did. He ended up reciting a line from a random German song he'd remembered from his high school choir days. I just pulled that out of nowhere and they ended up using it in the movie, and I think it actually worked out pretty well. Little did they know, I was freaking out because I didn't have my spell prepared. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: So, he's been in, like, different, like, TV things that I think you might know him from. He played, um, in one episode of Bones. He was Richard King. Um, he was in NCIS. He was Dr. Neil Fleming. He was in Criminal Minds. He was Evan Davenport.
0: I feel like that's probably what I know him from.
1: One episode in 2005 is when that one was from. But, like, there's different other random, like, definitely TV shows. And there's a few different movies. Um, The Banger Sisters is probably one that, I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. But he was, in that, he was Raymond. Mm Mm-hmm. But.
0: Okay. I am going to butcher this next name, and I always try not to. But do you know who was up for Daniel Counts' role originally? Um, I don't. Think- Jared Padale- Padalecki. Oh, oh, from it was Dean from yes.
1: Gilmore Girls.
0: Yes, yes, he was supposed to play Cal, and I literally cannot imagine that. Because if you're imagining Dean from Gilmore Girls being the evil son. Yeah. I can't. I fucking can't. I'm just like, hmm. I can't. But yeah, so he ended up taking the role in Gilmore Girls. Thank God. (laughs) Dean is my least favorite boy from Gilmore Girls, but also forever. Dean from Gilmore Girls. I understand he was in
1: um, Supernatural.
0: No, but no, no, no. I still
1: every time I watch him, I'm like it, it really. When people it say, really, like kills me that like when they bring up Supernatural, like he's Sam, and then um, what's it, Jason is Dean? Is Dean, and
0: I'm like, no, no, are Dean. <laughs> that's Dean. I don't give up what you Supernatural people say. Gilmore Girls ride or die. <laughs> Oh, All right. Team Jess. Team Jess. (laughs) I'm going to get a lot of flame for this. Team Logan. No. Team Logan. Jess abandoned her. He literally abandoned her. A girl that had an abandonment issue from her father and he abandoned her on the bus. She literally had the last day with him and was like, oh, where are you going? He goes, nowhere. No, you're going to fucking California to live with your dad and then you call and you're like, beep, beep, beep on the phone call. No. Fuck Jess. Fuck Dean. Also, fuck Logan. I would, like, but out of all of Logan's them. Logan's a
1: piece of shit.
0: But as a girl with abandonment issues, I want that rich daddy to pay my bills. Oh lord. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, yeah. Back Dean. to Halloween <laughs> Supposed to be on Halloween Town, too. That's what brought us here. Oh, my Lord. According to Brown, Marnie, Debbie Reynolds introduced herself as Princess Leia's mother on set. And can I tell you, as the uneducated motherfucker that I am, I did not know that that was Princess Leia's mother until she passed away in real life. And my husband was just as upset as I was. And I was like, Why are you upset? And he goes, Debbie Reynolds and I was like, me too. And he goes, wait, what? And I was like, Halloween Town. And he's like, Star Wars. And I'm like, I don't even want to cope with you anymore. Yeah. She... Oh, Ooh. Debbie. But yes, Debbie Reynolds is Carrie Fisher's mother. Carrie Fisher is Leia. Yes. So filling in the blanks there, if you're not aware. If you're an uneducated motherfucker like me, <laughs> <laughs> the broom flying Both scene. Both are
1: deceased.
0: Yes. The broom flying scene was one of the last ones shot for the film. That happens like halfway through the moon. No, three. No, three anyway.
1: Um,
0: so, Debbie, not Debbie, Marnie said that the scene where Marnie and Aggie fly on a broom was shot on their very last day of filming. Although the scene is less than a minute long, it took hours to film. I'm sure it did back in the 90s. It was her favorite scene to shoot because she said it was nice on the last day to get to spend that quality time with Debbie Reynolds. I fucking bet. Queen legend Debbie. Mm. Right? She also told MTV it was so fun to do it with Debbie because she was always down for everything. She's such a team player. She always looked out for me and she made everything fun. So, like I said earlier, only two of the original actors were on all four movies. I was halfway right. The brother is in all four movies, the like nerdy brother. Yeah. I knew that for sure. And then the other one is the mom. I thought it was Debbie, but it's the mom, Judith Hobe. Halloween Town was supposed to have a much darker ending, like I said earlier. So, it is a family friendly holiday film. But it was revealed that it had a much darker ending. Marnie, the actress that played Marnie. Yes. If I remember correctly, it involved Marnie going into the middle of the forest to place the talisman instead of the giant pumpkin. But she does remember that there was a section of the forest that she had to walk through. And as she did, she got older and older. And that was the dangerous part about her having to go into it to save the town. The crew actually had I was ma- going
1: to say, I think I remember reading this and it was like she like went through the process of like getting aged and then they were like, oh, scrap this.
0: Uh thank God they did because the pumpkin was a much better storyline. Right. The crew actually had to make a mold of her head to create masks for age transitions. They never ended up making the masks or shooting the scene. But they did give the actress the cement mold as a keepsake once the film was wrapped. Gee,
1: what, a, what a thing.
0: That reminds me of like, if y'all listen to Wine and Crime, Lucy collects bones and stuff <laughs> like random bones. <laughs> if she had a mask of her own face, <laughs> heaven, heaven. Halloween Town High shared a set with another classic Disney Channel original movie. The Luck of the Irish.
1: Oh my. These old Disney movies are like, oh, those are my shit. Right. I'll literally throw them on and be like, let's rewatch this. Yes,
0: the 13th year.
1: Yeah. Ryan, uh, what's his name? He was like the one they used for like, I swear like three films in a row. And I was like, Motocross is probably one of my favorite. Yes. of all times. Yes. Well, I think What's that explains a lot
0: about us being bisexual.
1: <laughs> What's his name? The love interest.
0: I can't oh, think of it. I just remember her being. i mad. I just remember her chopping off all of her hair. And maybe you want
1: to cut my hair.
0: I still want to. And Trish told me it would look like a mental breakdown on me. She's we not have, wrong. I am
1: going to say, we have released too much of our emotional trauma to our coworkers. workers okay? They would be like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. And I haven't been.
0: But you didn't want to listen until I shaved my hair off like Britney Spears in 2007.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Ugh. Anyways, so my next uh, fact was the fact that Marnie and Cal are dating and now engaged. The next fact is that she is now involved in the writing, or she was involved in the writing process for the third film, Halloween Town High. Marnie was also recast and returned to Halloween Town. Like we said, many fans Terrible. are not happy about it. Kimberly J. Brown was hired in her place, and while I love her as an actress, it was just a horrible decision to keep filming without the original actress because it was very very clear that it was not the same.
1: person. They didn't even get anybody that looked like remotely like her.
0: No, they just dyed her hair the same color. They didn't worry about the be- like the brows or anything. They just did the very bare minimum. It yeah,
1: was terrible.
0: It was <laughs> yes, the storyline I still hold to who- I would rather watch The Fourth for the storyline than Halloween Town High. Yeah, But yes so also the actress that played marnie has co-written a children's book about halloween it's called pop poppins pumpkin patch parade if you want to invest in that and those are all of my fun facts for halloween town today i hope you enjoyed it if you want to man we could totally do like a watch along for this movie (laughs) like Please let us know. You can find us on our socials. We have Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. They're all tequila she wrote across the board. You can also email us if you'd like with any fun facts, funny stories, cocktails, case suggestions, whatever you want at tequila she wrote at gmail.com. We also have our Patreon
1: set up for as little well as $2 a month. You get ad-free episodes and you get like a bonus episode. And then if you sign up for our other tiers then you get some even like more content Sloan does a ruining paradise that's like the next level up from like the two dollars a month and then do a level above that you get Sloan's plus my haunted episode and that and there's even more as you go but definitely give it a check and see if it's something that interests you easiest way to find us is by going to patreon.com backslash tequila she wrote at yeah tequila she wrote sorry i'm like i was flashing to the email <laughs> but if you don't want to do all that you can go to our socials find our link tree and you can click on patreon and it'll have a direct link I guess with that being said, thanks for riding on the Hot Mess Express. Toot toot. Beep (laughs) beep.